Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman, and welcome to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Hi, welcome back. I am the host of the show, and my name is Jay Rothman. I'd like to introduce my co-host this evening, coming in from Australia, the man of the land from down under, Evis Love Heath. Welcome to the show, Ev. Thanks. Nice to be home, my brothers. My name is Jay Rothman. We also have Josh Richer. He calls uh, Southern California home today. He is on air for Real Men Real Talk Live this evening, lighting up the studio. Josh Richer, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Love you guys. And of course, we have Jeff Asano. He used to call New York home today. He resides in Nashville, Tennessee, home of country music. Welcome to the show, Josh. Oh, it's more than much, much more than country music <laughs> in Nashville. Is that right? Oh, yeah. It, th this place has become incredibly cosmopolitan and is a mix of all music, all music huh. here these days. People, people think it's country music, you know. It's made, it's a lot of pop country music here, but mm. everything is here. Awesome. Well, another week is come and gone, gentlemen. How have uh, how have you all been doing? Anything, anything hot, new, and exciting in your life? As we we wait for our viewers to jump on board tonight, we got just a few moments here. Anything pop for any of you guys that you want to just put out in the universe? Now is your moment. <laughs> Man. Man. It's always new, isn't it, Josh? Right? Everything's always new, <laughs> especially then, these current timelines. Things changing rapidly, my brothers. The so one constant in life is that it always changes. <laughs> That's the only thing we can count on. No, no oh, doubt. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah, a lot yeah. going on in the universe right now and in our Ooh. personal lives. Um, I'm in it as well in this moment. Always something happening. As uh, we wait for our viewers and listeners to jump on board, I'd like to welcome you to the show this evening. If you should hear something that resonates with you, with love, we invite you to tap your love button on your monitor so that you can help light us all up. If you should come forward with any questions or comments, drop them into your, into your comments uh, section there, and we'll do our best to acknowledge and, uh, and answer as many questions as we are able to in this moment. And last but not least, um, we invite you to share out our show. Share it out in your social media, uh, friends and family, your connections. We not only come in live on Facebook, but we're also coming in live in this moment on YouTube. So it's possible for, uh, for you to share it on YouTube if those in your family or friends are not part of Facebook. You can catch us on our YouTube channel as well as on um, Audio for if you uh, want to just catch a podcast on all of your apps that whether it be Spotify, Amazon, any of the other ones that are that are out there, Apple Tunes, we're there. Real Men Real Talk Live. But in in any event, uh, welcome to the show this evening. This show topic tonight is a hot one, gentlemen. It's one that uh, we've all either had to go through or we are navigating through in this moment. Tonight's topic is soul food for the family feud. 
And so without further ado, as uh, I want to get this show started, Ev, since you're in the upper right-hand corner, uh, right next to me, I'm going to invite you to warm us up. This was uh, actually the title of the show came to you in our production meeting on Wednesday evening of this week. It said, you said, it just came to me, it's soul food for the family feud. And so what does that mean for you? And uh, let's get this show, let's kick it off as uh, as we uh, deep dive into what this whole thing is about. What is a family feud and what is a soul food to fuel the family feud? Mm, thank you, my brothers. And once again, my brothers and my sisters, as always here on the other side of the pond, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, and as uh, brothers here at Real Mineral Talk Live, as always, without you guys, this just no, wouldn't be the same without you. So much gratitude, love, and uh, you know, a lot of joy and happiness felt from all your wishes coming across from the other side of the pond uh, for my birthday uh, yesterday in your time, a couple of days ago on 20th of May here in the land down under. And um, yeah, it came to me the other day, Jay, you know, it was one of those things because it's definitely something that's come up uh, with uh, a few people that I've been talking about um, with over the last few days and no different from uh, family members within my life. Uh, you know, this, this whole idea and, and uh, understanding of why we may be finding ourselves in these family feuds, which to be honest, they could have been going on for months. They could have been going on for years. I know some people it's been going on for decades, man. And we've just been holding on to some of these other blockages, obstacles that really don't allow us to break through, to break through free to that freedom that we're all desiring here in the year 2021. So when it came to me the other day, um, I know part of my journey, part of my ascension, that this was always going to be part of what we signed up for. Now, I know tonight we're going to be diving in deep about um, what's the difference really between a biological family? What's the difference between a soul family? How can we really work through both of these to really find balance? Isn't that what we're seeking, my brothers and sisters? You know, those couple of conversations that I've had over the last couple of days, one with family members and the other uh, just with a, a beautiful friend, there's common themes that seem to be coming up with these family feuds. One of those themes is not being heard, not being seen, that humiliation side of things. One of those other themes is no trust within the relationship within those family member or members that is causing the obstacles and challenges. And one of those other themes I'm really finding is just a, a disconnection and the feeling of having an obligation to be a part of the family because of your role in the family system or unit that, you know, we, we don't really have a mature understanding of. And I feel here tonight on A Real Men Real Talk Live with my brothers, we're going to dive in deep enough so my brothers and sisters out there in the community can really get an understanding of why we may get these emotions and feelings of resentment, of regret. You know, some of these lower vibratory frequencies that we don't need any longer to hold on to, my brothers and sisters. 
so yeah i'm looking forward to diving in deep my brothers tonight and um you know as always out there in the collective if you've got any questions for our brothers on the on the panel tonight make sure you drop them down in the comments Ooh. beautiful Ev, you you just dropped a lot in a short amount of time here. <laughs> i've got a week to catch up brother that's right <laughs> By the way, welcome back. Evis, uh, we missed you last week. There was, a, yes. there was a hole in the soul of the show. Oh, beautiful, man. I'm glad yeah. to be uh, fulfilling that uh, hole back back here. It, mm -hmm. we, we held our own. I caught the replay over the weekend. And, I, I mean, overall, I thought it was an outstanding show and topic that uh, Josh and Jeff and I covered, the three Js. Um, but we did miss uh, we did miss you profoundly. Uh, but, you know, you were taking care of business with your family. You had an opportunity to uh, to support your your sister mm. and, and a performance that uh, your dad also participated in, if I understood correctly. Mm. And so, you know, I know that each one of us, each one of us men have experienced some type of disconnect or entanglement with family members over the years. Ev, before we... Uh, I invite Jeff Fasano to kind of piggyback off of your comments. What was that like for you to show up yeah. uh, and be mm. present for your sister mm. and to support your dad with some of the history that you have shared about your relationship mm. with your dad going back to your childhood? Yeah, beautiful, brother. And, you know, like it, it was just one of those beautiful family moments, particularly culturally, Jade, because, you know, um, it's definitely something on this planet, um, just as we are here in the land down under, really yearning for to get, come back to the custodians of the land and really get that cultural awareness. So we were very fortunate that we could share some of that cultural awareness for her beautiful expression of dance. I've said this in previous shows that it's going to be the creatives that really bring in this new way of life, this new way of living. And it's funny you brought up that question, you know, I have talked about um, that relationship uh, that I've been able to forgive my dad on the journey. Um, it was beautiful to see my uh, uh, other brother down there. And, um, you know, I can see my brother slowly coming around, um, finding that forgiveness, but it's definitely something that he's still holding deep within his heart that he's finding hard to let go which I think is very relevant about tonight's show. And, um, you know, he's starting to open up that heart to really try and find that balance within our families. Uh, I'm taking uh, a moment here just to pause, just to kind of take it in. Mm. Um, even though you were not with us, I was with you, especially once I understood the where you were at and who is engaged in this performance, mm, um, mm. knowing what I know, um, it I actually was able to kind of be there and hold space and support, support, support. you. Beautiful, thank you. Yeah. Mm. So Jeff Fasano, I want to invite you to kind of piggyback off of what Ev shared in his opening. Um, what is this whole soul food for the family feud mean to you? Oh, wow. <clears throat> a lot of things come come into in my mind, like they did in our production meeting. Um, but one, as I was speaking, the communication popped into my head. Um, communication, resonance. Um, when we in our production meeting, we uh, if uh, we talked about if we took 
the um, bio, the 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 biological family aspect out of it, the obligations. Oh, it's my brother, so I need to get along with him, um, even though there's absolutely no resonance um, with with him, with with my sister, with her. Uh, where am I resonating and vibrating? Um, I'm on this spiritual path of moving and doing a lot of inner work and moving to self-mastery and I'm growing and I'm shifting, I'm changing. Are my brothers and sisters, my mother and father, my aunts and uncles, my cousins doing this work? Um, it really all comes down to resonance and vibration. Um, I remember growing up and my mother wasn't talking to her sister other sister wasn't talking to that sister who wasn't talking to go to my father's side of the family who's not talking to this person this week and the drama just flows mm -hmm. and how they how I, I come came to realize that that they more or less really enjoyed the drama of it that is what fueled them this drama of of what is that person doing and I'm not talking to them I'm not talking to that um, and then not even understanding how to actually communicate lovingly um, with another part of your family. If if you're doing this work, folks, and you're you're moving within and you're in this personal process and moving to self-mastery, we should all come to a place where we can look out and say, does that resonate for me and doesn't it resonate for me? Look mm. at biological family and ask that your question and then where is there some sort of compassion to say this is where I'm at this is where they they're at is there any obligation to continue this is there any obligation to continue the the discord the drama and and where is that fueling you in your life and <laughs> being with yourself with all of this and simply allowing where others are, that's where there are. But I really feel in biological families that there's some sort of stigma or, or obligation that I've got to get along with everybody in my family because that's what we're supposed to do. Almost mm -hmm. negating you going through a personal inner journey of self-mastery to really look outside of yourself and be with those who you're in resonance with. Mm. Being with those who you're in resonance with mm -hmm. and making choice from that place. There you go. Beautiful. I'm going to put a, post this up here, uh, Jeff, as we take a moment here just to process and allow to sink in what you just shared because it's powerful. You mentioned obligation, which uh -huh. is a, it's a key factor. And I'm going to um, share what Mary just uh, put out here. And Josh, I'm going to invite you to kind of share your perspective on it. She says, why do you think it's harder to detach from toxic family members than it is from others who aren't related to you? And Josh, I'm going to invite you perhaps to uh, to share from your perspective. Uh, you know, I think Jeff touched on it, that big O word, mm -hmm. obligation. Yep. Yeah, that but, hit me uh, hard too, Jeff. That was, that was amazing. And Mary hit it too. It's um and from personal experience going through it currently, it's much harder. Um, you know, and I do have my sole family here in Los Angeles. You know, I, I don't have any other family that's out here. All my family's in Colorado or New Mexico. And, uh, 
that's a ways away. You can't just hop in the car and see them. And so we had to create our support group in film and TV out here. And it's the friends that I came up with. And that's my mm. soul family. And some of those members of the soul family have come and gone. And I feel like it's um, much easier to sort of let those people flow in and out of your life than it is a family member that you're struggling connecting with. And it also makes it, I mean, Jeff, you brought up uh, so many beautiful points, all of you guys. And it really sparked in me too, is like, I would say most of us either watching the show uh, or in the show um, have gone through spiritual uh, awakenings, growth. Uh, we are very much the type of people who observe uh, when there's friction and when there are things that we can change or make better in our lives. And we choose that instead. We choose to come from our heart space instead of our mind reacting space. And so all of us are on this path, right? And we do outgrow some of the people in our lives. And it's tough when that's family. And uh, we can, we, there's so much to dive into here. My brain is just <laughs> on fire right now. But uh, to, yeah, I think definitely to answer Mary's question is absolutely harder uh, with family than it would be uh, soul friends or just friend friends in your life mm. to let go of them. Mm. Yeah. Love Karen, Karen, Karen uh, Demock says, I got estranged from my sister after my mom died which is not uncommon. I hear that quite often. Mm -hmm. It caused a ripple effect in the whole family. I have pulled away from them. It has been a sad process for me. Mm -hmm. Now I am like Jeff, been on a spiritual path of cutting cords. I forgive them. And now I am on a higher path, knowing it is not good for me to be around them. Mm -hmm. Ev, what does that mean to you, cutting cords? Can you kind of explain to maybe kind of expand that out a bit for those that may not, may not understand what that, what that means, cutting cords. Yeah. And look, we've, we have actually discussed this in plenty of shows and, you know, you, you can look at it from a physical level, if you like, um, you might have those two characters that you need to uh, find or sever that cord in between. But when we're talking on this spiritual awakening and this journey that many of our brothers and sisters are on, we're talking about energetics uh, cutting of the cord. Mm -hmm. So I guess we can start diving in a little bit deeper about why we may be finding some of these challenges and obstacles within our lives, particularly here uh, with our community, because we're sharing common themes. We're sharing common patterns, my brothers and sisters. You don't have to look for your soul family, your soul group anymore. You attract them. Mm -hmm. So through mm -hmm. some of these similar themes, whether it was abuse, whether it was a trauma, mm -hmm. like I opened up, whether it was through humiliation, not being seen, heard, then you now have the ability and the strength and the courage to finally stand up for yourself and know who thyself really is. You know, one of those conversations that I had with a beautiful lady yesterday who was open to talk about her experience she said one of those things that was big for her was that the generation before us, my brothers and sisters, it kept the family together. So I'm talking about the grandfathers, the grandmothers, the great, great grandfathers and mothers. They had different values and morals. We are not experiencing some of those values and morals like we were back in the day, but we're starting to see the transition and the shift 
to allow us to go back to some of those more valuable sort of uh, principles and morals that we actually stood for. You know, things like trust, things like respect, things like showing empathy, compassion, no matter what anyone is going through, showing no judgment at all, mm-hmm. but actually being part of that family, uh, like I said, with no judgment. Mm-hmm. I think you bring up a great point, Ed, too, and here's, <clears throat> here's my question. Um, when is it healthier to draw those boundaries and remove people from your lives or when, cause I can tell from uh, the stories I've heard about my grandparents on my dad's side, they both hated being with each other, but they stayed in it because they felt they needed to. And they both drank themselves to death um, because they were so miserable. So at what point do those values get in the way of our happiness, you know? And at what point do we, just sort of take on all that extra pain that we don't need to be inviting into our lives. I mean, there's, it's a fine line. We can talk that that line all night. Once again, doesn't it come down to how much do you love, honor, and value yourself? There you go. Mm -hmm. Tell me more, Fasano. No. (laughs) I'm cutting the cord right here. No. (laughs) Yeah, these are up. (laughs) Um, well, well, think about it. Think about what, what, what Josh just said, you know, um, you're in tox, your family relationships could be toxic, but it all comes back to us. It all comes back to our path of self mastery. How much do we love, honor and value ourselves to create those boundaries to, to look at those relationships and say, Wow, they're toxic. They 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 trigger me. Mm. The, there's no there's no ease. Do I even enjoy? I mean, they're very simple questions. Do I enjoy being with them? Does it bring me any joy? Is there peace? Is there symbiosis? Do we? It, it's 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 all of that. It's how you would look at. And I brought this in the up in the production meeting. How would you look at any other relationship in your life? Mm. If, if you're moving, if you have toxic or toxicity in your family, a tool that you could use to do this is simply look at it, see it as, as your biological family. Ask yourself, do I have some sort of crazy obligation to, to sustain this, even though it's toxic, even though it decreases my resonance and vibration. It doesn't raise my resonance and vibration. There's really no joy in it, but I still partake in it. Ask yourself, do you enjoy the drama? But ask yourself this question. If this wasn't, quote unquote, my biological family, would I engage in it? Would Mm -hmm. I have this in my life? These are tools that you can use because the way in which we disengage from that is about breaking the chains, breaking the chains from mom and dad, breaking those cord, cutting the cords or breaking the chains in our life. And the way we do that is simply growing and to a unique individual. And that is about moving in and a personal process within. And then moving to a place of loving, honoring, and valuing ourselves and saying, does this raise my resonance and vibration? Doesn't it raise my resonance and vibration? Does it bring me any semblance of joy and peace in my life? 
Does it agitate me? Does it trigger me? All of those questions comes back to what champions my highest good? How much do I love, honor, and value me? What are the relationships that I'm going to choose moving forward? Like Ev just said, you can be empathetic, compassionate to where others are, others in your biological family are, Mm -hmm. and say, does this really, really serve me in the long run? One of the wonderful examples I got from this is my father. My father, he, he, he disengaged from his biological family because of this. And it was a wonderful lesson for me. He did not engage in the drama and the infighting in his family. And he was kind of the black sheep in his family. And I always wondered why. And he then eventually, as I got older, he explained it. I went, wow. He says, why do I want to go there? I, it, it's all, they're always arguing and fighting. Mm. So it's, it's, it's that simple. But when we're, when we're cutting the cords or breaking the chains to the biological family, what we're really doing is individuating from mom and dad into the uniqueness of who we are. Beautiful. Hey, Jeff, I, I want to take a moment here. Uh, to share another perspective that we haven't touched on yet. And that sometimes the family feud is very, very uh, present, meaning there's a lot of uh, verbal communication in the feud between the two people or multiple family members. But many times it's an inner feud, meaning as a child, perhaps, as a sibling, perhaps, in some form of that relationship, because of your feelings in a conflict of obligation, you keep stuffing it. Mm-hmm. And that feud is more of an internal feud than um, on a surface feud. So that parent may feel your energy, but they're not hearing your words spoken because you or I may lack the courage to stand up to a parent. Now, I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience. This is my story. This was my story. I had a toxic relationship on and off in, in my own adult life with, with my own parents. And I didn't have the courage, I didn't know how as well to set healthy boundaries and even how to communicate what my own needs were in the relationship. And it didn't serve me and it did not serve my relationship with my mom or dad. And when I did convey, when I was in my earlier, let's say 20s, in my earlier part of my life, um, they didn't handle it so well. So there was some detachment that took place between us. But it never really, just because I ran away and I detached from the relationship, it didn't mean that I was at peace with it. It didn't mean that I was inside okay. It impacted the trajectory of my life going into my 30s and 40s. And it caught up with me because it 
just the, the just detaching wasn't enough. Mm. I was hopeful that it would be enough that I would be free to live my life. And I had two periods of my life where I didn't have contact with mom and dad for I think four years at a clip twice. So eight years of my relationship with them, we were not engaged, but it didn't resolve or dissolve the emotional impact and what I call tattoo that I had in my soul because all I was doing was running away from it. So I'm inviting a few thoughts. Number one, that contributed to my physical health eventually declining and eventually hitting a rock bottom. And that was because I was stuffing what I was feeling. I was, I didn't feel safe to express my feelings with my relatives outside of my immediate home, as well as my relationship inside my home as an adult. And so I think number one, it's important that we can identify is the family feud one that we're holding deep within mm -hmm. and it's our own inner feud that we're not at peace with, but we don't, know how to communicate what we need from that relationship. And if that is, if you can raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. And I invite you to listen very carefully here because it will catch up with you, mind, body, and soul. And that's where it comes back to what Jeff, Jeff said earlier, which is it's more of an indication as to where you are at and the relationship you have with yourself. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I went through some major healing modalities. I did some energy healing, cutting a cord, cutting the, you know, we talk about cutting a cord. Ev. For me, it was the metaphor was cutting the umbilical cord to my mom. That's, that's it. And once I did some incredible healing with a, a woman who I met through Agape Spiritual Center, her name is Laura, who today is a, a friend of mine, uh, did some massive healing early on, uh, healing um, using swords, uh, crystal gem swords uh, with her. It was an empowering, impactful cutting of the cords to my old relationship with my mom. And that freed me up to navigate into the forgiveness process. Mm -hmm. And through the forgiveness process, I was able to break free of the family inner feud that I had with my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, mommy issues. That was me. And today I'm free of that. I don't I don't have that. I'm not tied to it. Now I have the opportunity to continue the work with my own sons. Mm. There is some cords that need to be cut there. And I've been working on it for almost six years. And you think you got it. And then there's another flare up. There's another, you know, choppy seas that show up. Another trigger for either them or for I. And it's another opportunity to step back and assess and accept and work on forgiveness and work on having inner patience. But ultimately for me, there's two, there's two, there's two factors in healing relationships. One is forgiveness and one is acceptance. And the third one is boundaries, 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 without boundaries, we can never ever heal or change the, the relationship, whether the, whether the, uh, our sibling, our parent, our children, our partner is alive or has transitioned. We still can even set boundaries in that. Does that make any sense? 
Anybody? You guys here? <laughs> Taking a scene deep. Yeah, what you, you said about cutting the umbilical cord is exactly, really, that's the individuation. That's individu individuating from mom and dad. Cutting the umbilical cord or breaking the chains and where we're going to individuate, grow up, grow into adult, but individuate and become our whole unique self that where the, where it, the identity is, is not the identity that we learned from mom and dad. It's, it's, it's our, it's our soul identity. It's our soul imprint that we're, we're gravitating uh, towards to, 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 to do that. And the only way we do that is in a, is in a personal process of self mastery. Beautiful. You're absolutely right, Jeff. That's been my experience. Now it's simple, not easy. No, is I'm I'm back in another ebb and flow with my own. You know, not all my children, but there's some stuff that's kind of come back up to the surface that's bubbled up for them, and there's there's another level of detachment right now. Mm -hmm. Josh, I want to take a moment here to come back to you because you raised your hand, and <laughs> I wanna I want to acknowledge you first and foremost, for having the courage to raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. And I think what you were acknowledging was the, the, the inner feud, the family feud. And I want to kind of invite you, if I may, Josh, what is it do you think, do you have a sense as to what holds you back from just being 100% honest and transparent with your family member that that you have had this struggle with or this challenge with in, a, in this inner family feud. Yeah. What, this what, is, what, do you, what do you think is the block? This is tough for me. It's my dad. And uh, I've never said that on the show or on air or that we're broken. And uh, he keeps showing up in his head and in from fear. And that's, that's how he shows love. And I've tried to understand it. And I've tried to be loving and kindful and kind around it. I've tried to come from my heart space. I've tried to, you know, I truly believe we can all change in this life. Um, and that's one of the cornerstones of everything that I teach. And so I have hope. I really do. And I think it's the hope that thwarts my efforts, Jay. I'm hoping he'll change. I'm hoping he will be a different person than he is and show up differently than he is every time. And I'm let down every time. I hate answering the phone because all I hear is his fears about me and my life and what I'm doing. There's never, are you, I, you know, I want to write down and I'm, I'm, I'm really close to doing this because, and my sister has come to peace with it. She's like, that's him, you know, acceptance. There you go. You said it. Acceptance. And I still feel, man, that I can get through and make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that we can, I trust that we can have this relationship. But you know what I'm terrified of most is just writing him off. And then we don't talk and he passes. And what scares the shit out of me is that we'd be broken at a time we can never talk again. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I can live with that. Um so, yes, when we say that it's much easier to write people out of our lives and we can do that with family, something inside me says I can't with dad. And um, I have to try everything. 
Mm-hmm. And being patient, loving, and trying to gently and lovingly steer uh, things the way that I'd like them to go isn't working. And so I think we're coming down to brutal honesty at this point. And I have to be willing to lose, like we've talked in the past, uh, in those relationships that are uh, challenging with, we talked about bosses and other things where when you finally set your boundaries and say it's this or nothing. Mm-hmm. And that scares the shit out of me because um, I don't want it to be nothing. Um, I really want to have a fun relationship like we used to have and we don't. And so, yeah, I think, I think it's down to the tough talk. And I'm really not looking forward to that. Hey, Josh, can yeah. I ask you a question? Sure. Um, what part of this is, because there's parts of this that remind me of my father. When I made my, I was going to quit my job and do what I was going to do. You know, my father was lived his life in fear. And he was he was losing sleep over me quitting my job because of the safety and security issues that would come up in him. And he never expressed it to me, but I knew it. Yeah. And the, the part that we have to distinguish is that part in us, because this is where I was and, and you and I are very similar is there was still that part of little Jeff, in me, the 15 year old Jeff that was still trying to get my, my father to say, you're a good baseball player. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to bring that to my consciousness and then say, Oh, wow. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get my father to see it the way I do. Mm-hmm. And to change so he could see it the way I do. So he could change to say, I love you. And all of that was never going to happen. And then I had to distinguish between the 15 year old Jeff and the 40 year old Jeff. And when I, when I got into therapy at, at that time and I started to shift me, and then there, there is a wonderful, wonderful um, exercise that I'm going to share at the end that we could do to, that can help do this because it did help in my relationship with my father. And like your sister is, if we could, w- the thing that I did was I, I just started letting go of, of wanting to get my father to be the way my 15 year old Jeff wanted him to be Hmm. because I was still yearning for him to say, I love you. I was still yearning for him to uh, say, Oh, you're really, really good. And you have a future. And he, he just could never bring himself to do that. And then I had to cut that cord. I had to move into the 40 year old Jeff and say, okay, that's where my dad is. Um, I dig my dad. I like, you know, I like my dad. I love my dad. But you know what? He's, that's, that, I don't think that's ever going to happen in my life. And it shifted along with 
this tool I'm going to give at the end of the show totally shifted my relationship with my father so that when he did call and do all that stuff, I would like, Dad, I love you. Thanks for sharing. I'm kicking ass right now. And what, what that would do, that is how in therapy we can we arrest where they are. So it's being mindful of where that person is and what they're doing, and then being mindful of how to arrest that, saying, oh, wow, what dad's doing right now is triggering me, it's triggering, it's triggering that 15-year-old, a 14-year-old inside of me. Breathe and go, find that thing that will just arrest where your father is that would just stop that energetic flow. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Jeff, thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that. I want to come back, Josh, and just take a moment here to pause. Take a nice deep breath with me. I want to honor you. I just have so much respect and grateful that in this moment, you had the courage to show some vulnerability and honesty and share something that you have acknowledged that you have never shared before, especially in a public forum, like a podcast. It takes tremendous courage, but I know that when we are able to release what we're feeling inside, which has been keeping you in somewhat of a feeling of shackles, inner bondage in your relationship, there's some freedom. There's some healing in this moment that may have taken place for you. Mm -hmm. So I honor you, and I thank you for showing up tonight. Thank you all for holding space for me mm. and my healing and my growth and my journey. I love all of you, and I deeply honor your friendships and your wisdoms. Hey, Josh, right now, virtual hug, brother, yeah. right here. Yeah, brother. Much love, my man. Back at you guys. Ev, I'm going to invite you, Ev, to uh, break it down between also Jeff uh, to acknowledge what you shared as well to piggyback off of Josh. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for also sharing your truths from your younger years. Um, we Ev, are so parallel. Jeff, I'm not, I'm not shocked at all. Yeah, man. Before you go there, I, I do want to preference and say that um, for me, what I had to be willing to accept was that it was not my responsibility to lift my mom up. It wasn't my responsibility to change my mom so I could have a better relationship with her. It was my responsibility to change my relationship with myself so that I would have the courage, the true courage, to start to express to my mom what I needed from her in a relationship. And only then was there a shift, a significant shift in the relationship to where I could make that call or I could receive that call 
in a space that you described is very, very difficult for you. You told the truth tonight. You said that. It's when I see the caller ID coming in, it sucks to me. You didn't say mm. those words. I'm paraphrasing you. But those are my words. I was there. Believe me, I was there 50, about 56 years. Mm. And it's simple, not easy, because what I had to do is I had to be willing to accept that it's not my mom that's, I have the responsibility to change. It was my responsibility to initiate a change in how I showed up in a relationship. And that meant, as Jeff said, not showing up as that 15-year-old son of ours, but show up as that 57-year-old son of ours for the first time, start to express in a moment, at any given moment, what I needed for my mom. So if I'm on a phone call and mom wants to go deep in a conversation and I don't want to go there in that moment, for me to be able to say, you know what, mom, I love you, but uh, I, it's not a topic I want to go into right now with you. Mm -hmm. And today she's able to hear me and see me and respect me enough to say, okay, I understand. Mm -hmm. And then we move on. And then if she's not able to move on in that moment, then I repeat it and I say, mom, I'm, I'm not, I don't have the energy to go there today and I don't want to go there today. Mm -hmm. and, if, and if that's really where you need to be, then we're going to need to hang up. And it, it, it's not coming from anger. It's not coming from frustration. It's truly in that moment, I say it the way I just shared it now. It's coming from love, love for myself and me taking care of that 59-year-old man today that knows what my limitations are and knows what I'm willing to dive into and what's not good for me, even when my mom wants to go there with me. And mom, if you're, if you're not watching live, whether when you pick it up, know this, I love you. And I am so grateful that we have been able to overcome what we had to overcome to have a respectful, loving, mm. kind relationship where we can honor each other and meet each other in a space where we both are with dignity and grace and respect for one another. Mm. Ev, what do you make of all of all this so that uh, Jeff and <laughs> Josh have both shared? What's your take on it? Oh, what do you make of wisdom, my friend? It's just beautiful healing you know, sitting back, holding this space for my brothers and really observing and listening to uh, what's really being said here is the inner child. It's just a beautiful healing for that time and space that um, we, we may have, you know, felt a little bit of trauma. Um, you know, you, you talk about my story and um, I've, I've talked about it. And, you know, one of the big things for me um you know, like I said, my, my brother may not have forgiven my dad the way I have been able to, but I was able to simply send him nothing but unconditional love. It's love, my brothers and sisters. That's why I call myself Evis Love. You know, at that very fabric of who we are as spiritual beings. We are infinite love. So when we come down here, to have these lessons, as I said in my birthday video the other day, these gifts 
of these beautiful mirrors that show up in our lives that may be known as our father, that may have been known as our mother, that may have been known as brother, sister, auntie, uncle, whatever that may be. We have to realize that we are all in this together. We all signed up for this, my brothers and sisters. So if that particular person within your life has caused you some grief, has got you to hold some sort of resentment in your life, maybe even a little bit of anger and frustration and confusion, send them nothing but love. Mm. I was able to do that energetically. You know, my dad may take it to the grave, but that's okay. Because I was able, like I said, in those four lessons that I've really learned, not only just in this last year, but the last few years, I was able to accept it. Mm. Mm. I was able to surrender some of the things, the old ways that I was distracting myself from some of the trauma that I may have been going through as that child Mm. and accept, okay, if he is going to take it to the grave, you know what, my brothers and sisters, this time around, not me. Mm-hmm. 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 And repeat that last sentence. <laughs> if, if my father was going to take it to the grave yep. this time around, not me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if I may paraphrase what I think I heard you say, it's your dad's choice to take to the grave and not do the healing for himself, but you are not going to carry it for the rest of your life. You're not going to carry his, his own demons. And what you, what we get tagged with as the children, but that you are going to do your work to heal mind, body, and soul. There you go, brother. So that you could be free in this lifetime. Yeah. Right. That's it, brother. That's mm. it, man. Could could I piggyback on what Ev just said? One sec. One one <laughs> moment. Yes, you can. But I just want to take a moment here. Let's all take a nice deep breath. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Nice deep breath. We don't have to. We are not obligated to carry our a lineage, a lineage, a generational lineage that's been passed down from generation to generation anymore. I think that is the cord, the ultimate cord that we can cut ties to. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we detach. It doesn't mean that we walk away from a relationship. Mm -mm. It means that we cut the cord. We cut the cord that can go back generations hundreds of years in our family line. Mm -hmm. This is our time to shine. This is our time to thrive. Mm -hmm. This is our time to change the trajectory of our family line. Mm -hmm. Jeff, go. You're up. Well, actually, what Jay just said. (laughs) (laughs) There's the show. (laughs) <laughs> but but and that's 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 a big part of it and and but what Ev said that I mean so much of what Ev said just and everybody I mean Jay what you just said it, what it's amazing the the stuff that flows in this show is just it's pure pure gold as far as I'm concerned from everybody um, 
whatever whatever just said about his father is that Ev didn't do it. We don't have. Jay just said it. We don't have to do it physically. This is not about saying that I've got to I've got to let go of that person in the physical in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't have to cut. It's not about cutting those ties. We don't have to do it in the physical. But this is all energy. It's all it's doing it energetically. It's about shifting your relationship with that person energetically inside of us. There's a it's and it's it's about how much energy am I putting into uh, that that dislike for that person? How much energy am I putting into this? How much energy am I putting in that? It's about it's about shifting and cutting those cords breaking those chains energetically so we can shift it within ourselves to have the relationship that we want if we want that person still in our life. I did it with my father. I did it with an ex-girlfriend years ago. There's a way to do this energetically to shift to shift the relationship that we're having with that person and doing it energetically without totally, Ev just did, Ev, where he was last week, saw his father. He had shifted the the relationship inside of himself energetically that automatically, based on on all the, the aspects of quantum physics, will shift that energetic um, relationship that you're having with another person. Beautiful. Love Absolutely. that. Jeff, I want to share something here that Katrina may uh, just put up. She says, if only all dysfunctional relationships had two willing parties. Unfortunately, with most, it's one-sided and takes the one hurting to forgive the one who did the hurting. Seems unfair, but it's the only way to move forward. Katrina, this is like just an incredibly brilliant statement on your part. Um, my interpretation of this is it was really has always been what I have to work on. It was his acceptance. The acceptance is what's the, the feelings that come forward for me when I'm in it, let's say with a family member, is the feeling of the big I word, injustice. In every family feud, there's a victim and there's a perpetrator. And it can shift in the feud. But for a lot of the time, there's a consistency in how we show up in our role in the family feud. And so there's a victim and then there's a perpetrator. And through that process, the one who's doing the changing, the one who's doing the growing, the one who's willing to let's say compromise is usually the one that's doing the most work. Mm-hmm. Now, as Ev said, you know, we could hold on to that feeling of injustice very easily, even at my age. Mm-hmm. But I know today that it will never serve the rest of my life because mm-hmm. holding on to those feelings will only get me sick and will only keep me living in right here, the shackles, the inner bondage. Mm. Freedom that Ev touched on earlier is all about no longer being attached to the pain that our loved one 
is living in. That's not our pain to have. It's their pain. Mm-hmm. It's their pain to work through in this lifetime or not. But can we, in a healthy way, have some type of relationship with them with healthy boundaries for ourselves, but at the same time be able to see them and understand them right where they're at? Mm-hmm. Is it possible? Um, it's a great question. I know I've been able to I've been able to achieve that in my relationship with my, my mom. I have not been able to achieve that in all of my relationships with my children. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it's more difficult between, you know, being a parent and a child than being a child and a parent. I'm seeing history repeat itself with my own sons. My yeah. sons are right where I was at when I was their age. And so it's it's a different role that I get to play now as the more awakened dad. Uh, but being sensitive to their anger, their frustrations, their hurt, their traumas. Mm. So it's a work in progress. Josh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling right right here, right now? What's what's going on in in that brain of yours? (laughs) You guys have dropped so many nuggets. I'm just sort of like, (laughs) tonight I am the student. And thank you all for your beautiful life lessons and uh, sharing them tonight because uh my head's a spinning but uh it's beautiful (laughs) and i've done so many nuggets i beautiful night i feel i feel we just we i think we've just scratched the surface (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a two-three-parter we have we have opened up a pandora's box on a on a very very uh personal uh, subjects for all of us. I mean, I had a relationship in my family that um, uh, relationships, as Jay said, victims or uh, we have protagonists and antagonists. There are antagonists in our life. I had one relationship in my family. It was totally um, and you know an antagonist, and then I had to step back and realize what how it triggered me but then also realize where that person is and then make my choices accordingly um i think the best way to have these relationships are to meet them where they are and if we're doing the inner work of self-mastery we can meet others exactly where they are but and then set boundaries as well <laughs> powerful message right there jefferson <laughs> bringing home one more show you know what guys we're we're coming up a minute before the hour that's crazy uh, so we're gonna go over tonight uh unfortunately or fortunately depending on how on our perspective <laughs> on if we're seeing it as a blessing or a burden but uh you know I feel really heavy tonight. Um, emotionally in this moment, energetically wise, um, this is uh, this is one of those topics that we just can't rush through. You know, we can't barrel through this one. This this is a challenge. Um, I have been paying attention to the feed. I want to take a moment here to really honor 
all of our viewers this evening that are catching us, that are with us live or catch us on replay. Um, you showed up just on time, your time. But I want to take a moment just to acknowledge you and thank you for also showing up real, showing up raw, and sharing your truths about whatever challenges that you are currently going through with family members, with it, whomever the family feud is with. Uh, I feel your pain. I really feel your pain. Mm. Mm. I understand. But I also know that there's hope. And for me, what helped me get there is faith. Mm. Each time I was ready to give up on a family feud or give up on a family member, I just put the attention back on me and not on them. I put the attention back on me to put 100% focus on my own well-being, my own self-care, day in and day out. And I put the focus on leaning into faith over fear that it was impossible to repair. Mm. And I leaned heavily into, into God. But I did the work too. Prayer wasn't enough. Mm. Wishing isn't enough. Hoping isn't enough. Well, unless we break hoping down, the whole word hope to healing our perspective every day. That's my acronym that, that I love. Healing our perspective every day. That is what hope is about. Mm. But we have to show up. And so... This is a segment of the show. We call it uh, musical chairs, magical chairs. This is where <laughs> I'm going to put someone in a hot seat uh, and in, invite you. Usually, uh, most recently, we've been doing a lot of questions that I propose out there. Um, tonight, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to put Josh, um, I'm going to put you in a hot seat so that you could uh, have some time just to kind of Get her done, and then you could just kind of kick back and, and just pay attention to the clothes of the rest of the gentlemen. Um, I'm going to invite uh, Jeff Fasano to ask Josh a question right now. I, I think I did already. <laughs> All right. Well, then, then you it. Okay, uh, Ev, it's your turn. Ask Josh a question tonight. I, okay. Uh, Brother, you know, as always, love you very much, my man, and, you know, beautiful uh, opening up and sharing that story. Um, can I ask you, brother, like, uh, what, are, what, what is holding you back from really confronting that conversation with your father at this time? I'm afraid I've, 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 I've snuck in. Honesty, Josh, heart. I've snuck it in in the past and it hasn't been received very well. So uh, I'm, I'm afraid that if I just lay it all out and say, you know, these are my boundaries, this is what it is, that he'll say no and that we'll be, we'll be done. And where, where do I go from there? So I'm afraid it's going to go sideways. Beautiful, my brother. So there was a part B, my man. <laughs> I missed the five D Ev. <laughs> I missed the five D last week. Let's go deep. deep. So that part B, my friend. Um, where do you think that original fear comes from, my brother? Mm. 
what part mm-hmm. of your life my brother mm-hmm. oh, sure it's me me not being good enough just being me and that those that little josh isn't enough mm-hmm. and i've only ever i i said i've said this a couple of times i've only ever wanted wanted him to say he's proud of me mm-hmm. that's all he says i love you but i just want him to be proud of me mm. so thank you guys mm. Mm. thank you everybody watching too for holding space Mm-hmm. This is a place of growth, and uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it gets messy. Mm-hmm. But that's part of life, too. Mm-hmm. It gets messy. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. I'm just grateful I get to come here and share this space with you guys and everybody watching. And thanks, Mom. She's out there, too. I know she's thinking about me right now. Mm-hmm. Josh, I'm proud of you. Yeah, Yeah, man. Thank you. You have accomplished such tremendous personal growth in your life and success, even through those dark moments. You're kind of like you keep coming back. You're resilient. Are you able to receive that? Jeff, you're up, my friend. I, uh, hey, Jeff, before I invite Josh to ask you a question, um, <laughs> what's coming up for you right now, real briefly? What'd you just receive in that moment? From, I mean, it, it Josh and I are so connected on a soul basis and our our experiences are are so so similar um but i kind of want to grab them and say dude i'm going to come over and spend a week with you um uh, you know josh i i don't know what comes up for me right now is that you're in such a great space of of allowing this to come to come to the surface and negotiate it i think that is such a key word mm-hmm. that i've learned lately is we we don't have to have all the answers but through our process we are negotiating different parts of ourselves as they're being revealed to us mm-hmm. so we're in a negotiation with ourselves as to the choice, new choices we want to make, 
as to what we really want. This part of me is being revealed and I've never experienced that. So I'm in nego a, a negotiation with it within myself. Mm. And that allows us to be in the flow and the process of life because it's always a negotiation. And I've really learned that in the last year of all the stuff that comes up for me and what's been coming up for me lately is these parts of me being revealed, these parts of relationships being revealed. And instead of having to have the answer of what to do or, or this and what's coming up for me. So I'll be in negotiation with it. I don't know if that, that helps. That has really helped me. Love I that. just, I'm in negotiation with these new parts of me, with these new feelings, with these new um, revelations, these new plate things that are, that are popping up. And there's no definitive answer because in the flow of life, the answers will, will eventually appear organically and naturally. Mm. If we stay in this negotiation of our growth. Beautiful. Love that, Jeff. Mm. I want to, before you jump in for the final question, uh, a couple of things I want to just acknowledge up here. Mary Kelly says, Josh, what would happen if your dad realizes he needs a healthier relationship with you instead of no relationship at all? Mm. It's a beautiful question. Uh, mm -hmm. Not sure that you need to answer it in this moment, but it's one for you to process and take in for mm. yourself. Mm. It's a very, 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 very powerful mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. um, Mary, with so many wisdoms, thank you. She nailed it because I could tell you that up until I went through that healing ceremony with Laura back in Southern California, I was out of a relationship with my mom. That was the boundary that had been set, but I wasn't okay with it. I was suffering. Mm -hmm. But what happened through the process of me doing my work and me healing and doing self-care, mm -hmm. I think part of it was that my mom realized is that she wanted me to be alive. She wanted me to be healthy. She wanted me to, to be at peace. And that was more important to her than her being right or her showing up the way she had shown up in a relationship prior that I wasn't at peace with. Mm. So it's possible, Josh. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been, there's been so much here. Uh, Shannon says, I'm thankful to you all. I feel like I'm surrounded by my soul family here. Mm. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Welcome home. Get Rand, Rand Gardner, who's going through some significant challenges right now in her own family feud, hopefully heard, hopefully mm -hmm. uh, received some soul food for the family feud tonight. Mm -hmm. She says, my heart is exploding and I have full body goosebumps and tears. You are all the most amazing people. Uh, Ryan, uh, thank you for that. And um, thank you for acknowledging that. Tonight's show touched you in a profound way. Um, keep the faith and just keep showing up for yourself and doing whatever you can do to take care of yourself because that's 
that's the only way through this. Mm. We can't change others. We can only change how we show up with them. Mm-hmm. All right, Josh, you got a good question for Jeff? No judgment. There's only one question. It's the right one in a moment. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, you guys all touched on so many beautiful things tonight. And I think what, um, as the Buddha says, our resistance is our pain, right? And so the pain is in me. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from tonight. Mm -hmm. And that acceptance will be my key to freedom. Mm -hmm. And so my question for you, Jeff, since you went through this with your father, father as well, what did that... What did that process of acceptance look like for you? Um, Ultimately, it was accepting him for being just a guy, letting go of of putting him on a pedestal as a 10-year-old. That was a process within me. I had to come. I had to individuate from it. I had to to come to that place of the adult and the, and the child mm-hmm. uh, seeking to get my dad to be the perfect dad, seeking to get him to be Ward Cleaver. <laughs> if everybody can remember going back that far um, and realize eventually that he has his wounds, he has his shame, he has his trauma, he has all of that stuff in him. And I had to learn, and it was a process of learning to let go of me wanting dad to be that perfect dad. And my father was never going to say, I love you. It just, it couldn't because that would open up so much more to follow that. Um, saying, I love you is is not an arbitrary thing. And I think it's a word that's thrown around way too often. Mm. Um, do you really mean that? Mm. Do, you, do you even know what that is? So my father, I knew I came to, I knew that it was never really, really gonna happen. And once I started to break those chains and differentiate between little Jeff, like I was saying earlier, the 15 year old Jeff, the 14 year old Jeff, they kept on looking up to dad with those big brown eyes going, dad, tell me I'm great. Tell me I'm wonderful. Tell me I'm a good first baseman. Dad, tell me this, tell me that. Mm-hmm. And because I was living in, in, in through the eyes of that 10-year-old, 12-year-old, even that 15-year-old, then through my process and working through that, coming to individuate from that, to do that from myself. And then let go of that. Then I get be, be able to see Dad for his, in his wounding, and mm-hmm. and all of his stuff, and all that, and realize well, he he's he's got his shame, mm-hmm. he's got his wounding, he's got all his self judgment, and all of that good stuff. But but there is also one amazing tool, this exercise that I learned through studying light ascension therapy, which is called rainbow therapy. Mm. This this is what began the big shift in my relationship with my father. And I 
offer this to many, many people, and I'm going to offer it to folks tonight. And it's a way of, of shifting your relationship with another or ending the relationship with another. Mm. And it's simply by placing, uh, what I did is I placed my father across from me, mm. standing directly across from me. And the reason why it's called rainbow therapy is because it's the color of the chakra system. Mm. And then what you do is you go within and, and everybody could do this by placing someone across for them where you either maybe want to shift that relationship, change the relationship or end the relationship or create a new relationship. But first you've got to see your energetic attachments to that person. Mm. And the way in which you do that is you close your eyes and picture the chakra, the colors, the rainbow colors, and then look at that person and find those colors that are coming from them to you and you to them. Then you will mm. find out where you're energetically attached to that person. If it's red, you're attached in the first chakra. And what are all the uh, aspects of, of the first chakra. If you're attached green, you're attached to the heart space. Mm. And then you set an intention for what your intention is for that relationship. So what you're doing is you're taking back your power as the adult in yourself. Mm. And you're saying, I see you. Because what you by placing that person across from you, you're saying, I see you. I see you, you're in your life, I love you. Then picture those attachments coming across from you, whatever colors, and then picture a huge, gigantic pair of scissors. State your intention loudly. What I did is I'd, I want to switch my, change my relationship into a more in adult connection with my father. And what I'm letting go of is all of those 10-year-old, eight-year-old, seven-year-old, 15-year-old attachments to dad. And I now intend to shift this relationship into a more symbiotic balance of giving and receiving. Mm. And I, you, what you go over, you take the scissors right up to that person and you clip those colors. And then you come back, clip those colors to you and state those intentions. Two days later, my father said, something shifted. Hmm. And all of a sudden, our relationship began to shift into being a friendship more so than, than uh, father and son. And I did that when I was 41, 42 years old. Wow, brother. Beautiful. And it was. Powerful, man. Whew. It's always about seeing that other person that we want to shift that relationship with, see them, see them through your heart space, love them where they are. And then we can then have the relationship that we want with it. And it works. Beautiful. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you Thank so you. much. Is that a homework assignment for Josh or what? <laughs> I think it, it could anybody out there tonight. I know. I know. That's a gift. That's and it's something gift. that I've I've employed all the way up into the present moment in my life. 
Well, and it's so funny too, Jeff. I have a child exercise that I do where you go back and the person that, you know, did something painful, you sit in the moment, you understand what they were at, you empathize with them in that moment. And it takes a lot of the power away and that they're human and they make mistakes and all. And you get, we get blinded. We, yes. we know the answer and we get blinded by our own pain and frustration. And that's, that's why they, that's, that's why they call them blind spots and why we're doing real men real talk live to shed light on those blind spots for for everybody as they're being shed that light is being shed on our blind spots there you go there you go ev you're up man so i got a question for you ev it's more of i'd like you to um share from your own personal journey of healing your own family feuds with a soul food, what would you say are the top three or four things that tools that you use, tips and tricks and tools that you use to break through, to break free, to inner freedom in those relationships, especially the mm. one with your dad, since we've kind of, Spend some time talking about dads tonight and moms yeah. too, at least on my end. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, brother. And and you know, like I did mention one of them when I, I opened up a, a few minutes ago. Um, you know, sending them nothing but unconditional love, my brothers and sisters. We've we've gone over it a couple of times tonight that. You know, we can, uh, when we understand uh, some of the pain that, you know, these people, right, these human beings, we don't have to give them the label of mum or dad or brother or sister anymore. Look at them as another soul, as mm -hmm. another being. So when we can give them unconditional love, we give them that light that Jeff's talking about to actually bring them back to source. So one of those tools for me on my ascension, I was able to share and send him unconditional love. And even when he's in my presence in real time, I still give him unconditional love. I don't see the father aspect. I can play the role as the son, but I see this person as another soul, as another spiritual being. The mm. other thing for me, very similar to what uh, Jeff had just mentioned there, I actually call that exercise very something very similar to that, Jeff, coming from the place. In my culture, in the dreaming, we always knew that the past, present, and future coexisted. Mm -hmm. So one of those exercises for me, I saw the good times that I had with that man. I amplified the emotions and the feelings that those good times brought up for me within my life as the child. Mm. And I turned them, I got the volume and I turned it into overdrive. But I'm doing this through my imagination, my brothers and sisters. When you get into the higher realms and you come back to self, you come back to those inner words and you do the inner work, you get to play again with your imagination. And just like Jeff said, these things will show up in real time, like his father came around and the, the relationship just changed magically we might say but no because jeff created it mm -hmm. you see we have to start believing in that power that we have my brothers and sisters which we all have 
So that second thing for me, like I said, I call it coming from the place. I went into that deep space through meditation and I saw the time that I wanted to share with that man. And I had a reference point because there are those beautiful times, but for so many of us, we seem to lug back into those negative spaces, which is very, very easy to do, my brothers and sisters. You know, like I've always said, we are shadow boxing just as much as we're dancing in the light. Mm -hmm. So we have to make that agreement with self that is a part of who we are to really heal some of these wounds. Like Jay the Rothman said, generational stuff. Mm -hmm. We signed up for this, my brothers and sisters. You may just come back as your father next time. Do you know that? If you don't sort it out this round. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're starting to learn the true nature of who we truly are. So by doing these shows, like in a Real Men Real Talk, listen to some of the stories because that is the key, the story and listening to each other's stories and listen to some of these tools that have helped our other brothers and sisters through their journey. So they're two of the big things that really I was able to do, Jay the Roth man. And that third one uh, and final one to bring it to the end was definitely seeing myself as the adult. And you mentioned that earlier. I went from that inner child I took all of those emotions, those feelings that left me blocked, that left me challenged in those obstacles. And I came outside of self and I see myself as the adult. Once I saw myself as the adult, I came outside that self and I came in as the higher self. Mm. And that is what's happened to my brothers and sisters. And we all have that beautiful chance to be in that higher self as that one, like I keep talking about. The one is the soul group. We have formed the soul family. We've all turned up. It's time, my brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Love that. Evis, love, one more time, bringing it home on Real Men, Real Talk Live. I want to just acknowledge, Karen says here, I don't want to cling to my story anymore. This is the trauma for me. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. This is a, an amazing positive affirmation that you have just shared here tonight, Karen. It's time to cut the cord. We can do mm. it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm. Love it. Mm. Ev? What do you got for me? <laughs> Evis, it's payback time. You have a, a question for me or somehow you'd like me, whatever you got for me. I just want to say I love you, brother. That's all. Yeah, man. Jay. I've got no questions for you tonight, Jay. I just want to say I love you. And I want to honor you for a moment. You're, you always um, share so much love and honor with us, and I want to honor you for the courage you have to share your truth in this moment and your struggles with your sons and your mom and, and to say those things, knowing that your mom is watching um, takes a hell of a lot of courage, Jay. And to be willing to set those boundaries, knowing that you may possibly lose these people in your life, but saying I'm, a, I'm important enough. Mm -hmm. That is, 
seems wildly terrifying to me right now. And mm. you have done it again and again and again, Jay. You are a beautiful model mm. for self-love and how when you do step through those challenging moments, life just gets better. <laughs> yeah, man. And so I want to deeply honor you, Jay. Mm. Thank you for bringing this family together. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You're welcome, Josh. Mm. Um, mm. You know, you've grown when you can receive words like that and not, and really let it drop down into the heart mm. and into the soul space and not the head space. Mm. Um, thank you. It means, it means the world to me. Um, it, it takes courage, no doubt for me to, um, to show up and share parts of my story that many people would rather keep inside, keep in secret, mm -hmm. keep under the rug. But as I learned early on in my healing journey, we're only as sick as the secrets. Mm -hmm. And my relationship with my mom today is, is beautiful, it's healthy. It's respectful. And there are times I know that it rocks her world to hear the things I say because her relationship with those stories is very different than my relationship is with those stories. Mm. A lot of times she doesn't understand. She, didn't, she, she, she says, I didn't know. But you see, by me having the courage to speak the truth to my mom, even on Real Men, Real Talk Live indirectly, it has provided us the opportunity to heal together. <laughs> and for her to know that I'm not living in those past stories, as Karen affirms, she's ready to cut the cords to. I have cut the cords. My relationship with my past is not the same. Those stories, those things happened but my relationship with them has changed. And through that process, for the first time in my life, I'm able to see my family members. I'm able to see them energetically. I'm able to feel them. I'm able to understand them, respect them, honor them, and love them. Right where they are at and accept them right where they're at, even when they may make choices that aren't the choices I'd make. But I do know that if I was them, I'd be making the choices just as they are in that mm. moment. And so um, thank you, Josh. Uh, I, think we could, I think it's fair to say we could put a pretty bow in the show and call it a wrap. I have one question for you, Jay. Oh, look at that. Oh, surprise <laughs> ending. <laughs> you're always asking and, and in the last week you've always uh, you've asked me um, hey Jeff what do you need mm. um, and I've known you've asked all of us that question 
So this is not a question that you have to answer right now. Well, what do you need from three of us right now? Beautiful question. I need you each to continue to show up as you do each week. Vulnerable, real. And with love in your heart for yourself and foremost. And kindness to yourselves. So that we, four men, can touch and inspire and bring hope to those that are struggling or suffering. To know that it's possible. It's just possible. That's all I ask from you guys. Is to continue on your healing journeys. To continue to show up for yourselves. So that as a as a group of men, as, as this men's group, we can continue to heal together, touching other people's lives, making a difference, cleaning up the wreckage from our past by being of service in the present. And with that, that's my wish for our viewers and listeners as well this evening. Put down the sword. The feud is over. Feed your soul the food it needs so that you could surrender. Because when we surrender, we are free. And with that, I love you guys. You're amazing. You touch my heart every single week. I love you, viewers. Thank you for joining us. This week, we'll catch you next week on Real Men, Real Talk Live. Please share the show out. Peace and blessings.